Let's see if she picks up. Hello. Hey, Mama. Hey, good boy. How are you? Are you on your speakerphone? Yes, let me take a walk. Yeah, because we're we just want to be able to talk because you know it's okay. always terrible so, with the no, face. No pictures today. No pictures no. today. Just just your just your. Oh wait a minute! I have to hold. Okay. I'm sorry. Just your sweet I voice. I you on a stand. I couldn't hear you. Hi, mom. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm good. God. How are you, David? <laughs> I'm good. We're both here. I was going to say, and then my next was, "How are you, Bree?" I'm good. I mean, I'm okay, mom. I'm okay. What does that mean, Brianna? Well, um, Obi's not doing well. Well, that's what I wanted to ask. Yeah. Because as, as much as I, I have such a difficult time working, figuring out what's on, on uh, uh, that other thing that you use. Instagram. Uh, Instagram, yeah. Uh, and there was that one post that, that I thought sounded not good. Well, that was my uh, post. Cause yeah, I, that was at your post, and you had this real big smiling face, and Obi had you had your head on, and I thought, well, wait a minute, that looks like a happy picture. What what's going on there? So that's what I wanted to ask you. What's happening with her? Well, the photo was just you know I I, I was going through all my photos of, of, of me and Obi. Oh, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a recent one. No, I hadn't just taken it. I understand why that's confusing, but I I just uh, yeah we had just had a really rough uh, bit of news. And uh, we about, 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 about Obi, Obi of course, yeah. Um, she's what, probably what? she's got she's got some uh, she's got some cancer in her jaw, right. and uh, that's the way it's looking anyway. And so the 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 vet has basically said she's only got a little while to live. So oh. we're so we're just you know kind of going through oh. that. So we wanted to let you know yeah. that that was happening because oh, yes. you know, yes. Bree, I I am I'm. So, my heart cries for you because what I have learned over the years is that a pet can be family. Mm-hmm. A pet becomes a child. Yeah. And I am just, I'm so sorry you have to go through that, and I'm sorry that she has to go through that. She is a good doggy. She really um, is. So anyway, Mom, we wanted to just call and thank you for the um, the New Year's cards and well, um, happy New Year, Shana Tova. Well, I certainly hope your year, you know, goes as smoothly as possible for you. Well, hopefully we'll, well see you. Well, it can you. only go up from here, right? We've been thinking about, we, we think we should have you on the pod. What do you think about that? We, we believe in you. <laughs> we believe in you, oh Grammy. Oh, my God. We believe <laughs> in you, Mom. Oh, it does sound fun. If I have you to you know, bounce off of it, it may just be fun. And It'll be super fun. Yeah. That would be that would be cute. That that's a definitely it's an excellent marketing idea. I will tell you that. Uh-huh. It is an excellent marketing. Well, well up for, you uh, you have you are a marketing uh, expert. Oh, that's all. what I am. I, I am that. <laughs> Made a whole career of it. Well, I did have that. I've had a few careers. I mean, I, and that I have had a few careers. Not everybody can say that. I've had a checkered past, one could say. <laughs> I've had a few cards. <laughs> well, we might have some questions about the checkered past. Ooh, Who knows? Yes. Well, you just might. It's an open book, i got to tell you. Well, well, that'll be interesting because you've already, you've, you've already conquered your first appearance on the podcast. Are you telling me that you've been taping <laughs> I am is telling that, you that all of is. this has been recorded <laughs> for posterity. So, so the last person a mother can trust <laughs> is her son. Correct. I have just learned that. It took you long enough.
because of the swerve. No, 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 no. We're not in the dungeon. Oh, okay. I thought Sorry. We were, I, thought... I just, I don't know why, but my go-to is dungeon. It's, well, it's, uh, it's very Lord of the Ringsy to me. And I've never seen any of those movies, so. So I did that last week. We did, we did a major, we just stumbled into a Lord of the Rings motif, and I went with it. You're and welcome. So whatever you come up with this week, babe, I'm just going to yes and the hell out of it, and we're just going to go with it. Okay. All right. So how are you feeling? I'm feeling just okay. Why just okay, though? By the way, I'm looking at my wife. She's got the twists in. (laughs) They are everything. On point. Slaying the game. Mm -hmm. I wish you could see what I'm I'm looking at here. It's unbelievable. Well, I just got... Well, I didn't just get it, but I got a selfie ring light thing. So I'm like looking to see like exactly how much light it's adding to this shot. You know what you should do, babe? Take a photo so that, and then you post it on the Instagrams and then all the kids can see. Oh yes. That's it. That's it. This is so fascinating for people listening. (laughs) So, so how are you doing? Why now? Are we just okay? Are we, are, what's happening? Well, what are we talking about? To this week, we're talking about the death of an animal. Okay. We're just going to go straight there. Oh, all right. What? You knew you, I was going to say this. Why are you acting new? Well, because she hasn't died yet. I know, but we're preparing for it, which is so, a whole other thing that no one really talks about. I think that's, I think that's right. I mean, okay. So just to give you guys a little background, if you don't know, I have, we have a... 13 year old um no no she's excuse me she's not 13 she really to be honest when i rescued her in 2010 right after my mom passed away she was between four and six is what they told me so which would mean that she is now between 14 and 16 yeah so she's an old girl she's a shepherd boxer and apparently that those breeds tend to develop oral masses when they become old and an oral by oral mass we mean cancer right so um now and her name is obi her name is obi spelled o-b-i and it doesn't it's not short for obi-wan kenobi okay white people it is short for obiri O-B-I-R-E, which in Yoruba, the language of Nigeria, my homeland. And mine too, 1.2%. God, Jesus, let him, let it go. Um, Never. (laughs) In Yoruba, that means girl. So I I got her with my ex-boyfriend, who was Nigerian. No, he still is, actually. And (laughs) (laughs) He renounced his Nigerianism. And um, he came up with a name and we loved it. So it's just hilarious because every time I tell a white person their name, her name, they always say, oh, like Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I'm like, guilty as charged. Do you think I'm that much of a Star Wars fan? Well, I didn't know when I first met you and then Obi that that was not the case. And I'm sure, I don't remember, but I'm sure I made that mistake. Oh, I'm sure you said that. And it's fine. It's really adorable. But like, (laughs) look at me. It's adorable. Do I look like, like I named my dog after a, a, a creature in space, a robot? Come on now. So anyway, Obi Wan Kenobi's not a robot, but we're gonna let <laughs> oh, it go. Oh wait, who's Obi? Who's Obi Wan Kenobi? <laughs> Alec Guinness, but it's fine. <laughs> but who is that? Is that a human? Yeah, yeah, he's the old uh, master Jedi. <gasps> Yeah, trained by Yoda, and who trains Luke Skywalker. You know, I have to say, I'm pretty. I watched the movies. But I'm pretty scarred from the tr- the original trilogy because, sorry, segue, I went over to watch those movies with a friend of mine in grade school named Krista. Was it Krista? Yes. And she was kind of an outcast. I hate to say that, but she was really different. Now, I mean, she would be, well, she, she clearly was my friend. I, I like the kids who are ostracized anyway the outcast (laughs) star wars she was different she was different she was like a skinny girl was she white or black very pale very pale she was white with like really really blonde ashy hair and she was into like 
space. Now, now that's cool. But in when I was in grade school, it was not cool. Anyway, so I went over to her house and she was like, let's watch the, the Star Wars movies. How did she say it, though? She's like, let's watch the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I'm getting a <laughs> yeah, picture. Yeah, now you're getting a picture. Yeah. So I went over and we got through the first one. It was great. Second one, here she come bringing out her bird. Her bird's name was Pearl. And Pearl attacked me. Oh, I said I knew. I knew this story was going somewhere, but Pearl I didn't know Pearl attacked me where. during the second movie. What's it? Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. How did she attack you, though? She, I was like, oh, yeah. You know, I love animals. I'm like, oh, yay. So she brought the bird out. She's like, this is my bird, blah, blah, blah. Here come the bird. Just, like, flew at my head. Oof. And then started, like, beaking me. It'd be pecking, I think, is the word. Pecking, yes, yes, and, yes. And what part of your face was she pecking? She was just going for it all. She did. She want the eyes? Was she? Going? I think she more wanted into my hair. She was. The, it was the hair. She was like a rude racist. Well, I don't um, know if the bird was racist. What kind of bird was it? It was green. That's all I remember. Oh, green, green yeah. bird, green bird. So don't all have any I'm idea what that is... means. Actually, <laughs> I was really ready for you to say, you know, like uh, you know, a, a, a Spanish parrot or whatever. And I'd be, like, oh, mm. the Spanish parrots, racist. No, it could have been a, a Spanish parrot, but I can't remember. I don't anyway, know. Spanish parrot, that... by the way, is a bird species. <laughs> I literally made that up. Out, you know, just, and and a why sp- a Spanish parrot would also be racist? <laughs> meaningless. Well, wait a minute now. Okay, Pe- no. a lot of people in Miami are racist. Okay. Okay, I'm just saying. We still need your vote. Broward County. Anyway, so, because I'm so scarred on the Star Wars movies, I kind of blocked them out. So this I don't know. a long way back for your dog Obi-Wan, named Obi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay, so Obi. And we're back. So Obi. 17-year-old. I think it was worth it. Rescued. Um, box, She's not Shepherd 17. Boxer. See, you just keep changing numbers. I'm going to change it because you're saying... She might have been four years old. She might have been four, which would mean she's 14. Or and she might have been six, which, which means she's she'd 16. Be, oh. So neither of those numbers are 17. You guys you guys understand, You know, right? math was not my no, subject. No, it's not about math. It's about you always put in different numbers. No, I want to... Like, you I wanna, did that when the doctor called, too. I was like, I didn't no, hear that number. No, 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 no. I, okay. I, I just want to... I want to make sure that we give proper reference, a reverence to um, Obi. So... All that to say, she's an old girl, and she has been an amazing, amazing pet to me. She's been there through all the ex-boyfriends, all the re- and ex-girlfriends, all the relationships. She's all told the me moves. about all of it. She's. I know. She, she I know. doesn't pull any punches. She has traveled. I got her in Kansas City, in Raytown, Missouri, and we traveled to Los Angeles. Then she flew to Boston. She's been here. She's gone to Jersey. She. I mean, she's a well-traveled dog. Especially New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last trip we went on oh actually it was in Pennsylvania the last trip we went in and she's been to the Berkshires anytime I do a regional gig she usually goes with me um, so all that it, it's it's very difficult to let her go because it's been a long time however I'm so grateful for all the years I've had with her and you know this part the doctor when she called she, you know she said best case scenario she with chemo and radiation, she will have months. And I was like, oof. So I blacked out. I don't remember a thing. It wasn't until later when I was washing the blood off my hands, I even knew they were dead. Boom. She had it coming. She had it coming. She only had, well, self to blame. If you'd have been there. If you'd have seen it. I bet you you would have done the same. Bum, 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 I dropped out because I clapped my headphones out. Anyway, so um, yeah, she what blacked we're doing out. Now? She blacked out. I was still there, but I had asked that. That was my big contribution to the conversation. I asked the question: In the best case scenario, what are we talking about? And uh, she uh, she said that's what she said. Um, and she said she- it's an aggressive cancer that's grown really quickly because we were at the vet. We've been in and out of the vet this whole pandemic, y'all. Um, I really believe that pets can feel all of the anxiety and worry and fear in the in the air. And I agree. They're looking at your face and you have masks on and they're confused. Like I just think that's what's happening. And we've actually heard even in this building a lot of pets have been succumbing. Yes. 
and I, I you know and sometimes it it, it uh, predates their masters succumbing and I yeah. do I think dogs are really really in tune hyper aware with so. all of that I mean they may not understand it but they're definitely in tune with in the in the in the same way that they can detect cancer with their nose they can mm. smell mm-hmm. that's true they can tell that that uh that, that, that what the disturbances are and it affects them they are empathetic creatures we should all be more like dogs to be honest honestly so uh so yes we we just uh, you know you guys know so it's bills been, can be a lot and, yeah. and realistically david and i had to sit down and go how much money would we be willing to put into this dog 15, 16 years old. And we came up with a number, and I think chemo and radiation treatments will, I did look it up, it's two treatments a week for seven weeks. Um, those will be, those will well, and be I also way think past our number. We, we came up with that number, but I also think you also have to look at what the quality of life for mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. this living creature is going to be while you are attempting to keep them alive. And at a certain point, you're keeping them alive for you yes. and not for them. And at that point, it's really not about the number at all. It's really about... Exactly, yeah. It's, it's just about what's humane. And, yes. and And I think when I got that that response from the doctor at after you blacked out that was the message i kept getting from her which was the the doctor which was uh i'm very sorry i don't have better news i'm sorry that the news is not better you know that i that i can't i, I can't tell you that there's going to be any worthwhile quality of life for obi from this moment on and i immediately you know i just shifted into solution mode way too fast i was ready to just say let's let her go right now um and that was too fast i was not ready for that um and uh and then i felt really bad about it the next day um but i just feel like i needed to that was just the way i needed to process the information and it was and i i wasn't ready to hear that but it was weird like and i i've been telling people this story because it really means a lot but um my we were talking about we were crying and david said you know i know that this is like linked to your mother because it you got obi when your mom passed because you wanted something to love and we were crying about it and then my friend sasha sent me a random text and she i haven't texted her or talked to her in a yeah, while yeah like right in that moment that was the weird part yeah and it was right in that moment that she you were finishing up with the doctor actually yeah and i a text popped up and it was a picture of sunflowers and that was it and the meaning of sunflowers is for me it was my mother's favorite flower um i covered her casket in them i put them in my wedding bouquet and all on the the trellis uh, under what we got ma- under where we got married so like they're very meaningful to me and they appear to me when someone is about to pass um, and I will just say when David's father was in the hospital in Oregon and we went, we were walking down the hallway and I noticed that there were sunflowers marked like to mark each room and the number. And I was like, whoa, that's weird. And his father passed away two days later. And so when she sent me that photo of sunflowers and I said, what made you send this? And she said, I just was um, I saw sunflowers and I know you, they are a connection to your mom. and I just wanted to send them to you. And I was like, oh, this must mean that she's like talking to me through Sasha and, and letting me know that it's OK to let go. And only in that moment was I OK with the like the decision to let Obi go. Um, and all of that happened in within the two same minutes. two minutes. Yeah. It was wild. So now I've been much more okay with the idea. It's also difficult. Like nobody talks about this, but if you don't do it immediately, which we didn't because she was on the table sedated um, and we were like, oh, we're not ready to do that. So we brought her home and I said, when we get the biopsy results and the x-rays and they tell me it's a fast metastasizing aggressive cancer, then I will let go. But until then, I need all the information, and I, I can't, I can't make that kind of decision without knowing the, the results. So, and just to be clear, the the doctor was fairly certain that every yes. by, by all evidence which she had had. Uh, yes, and I do trust the doctor, but at the same time, I just 
I just want well first of all I had already paid for it but. and also well we also know from just observing Obi and her behavior well, that's what and, I was saying and the is, symptoms that she's been exhibiting yeah that's what I'm saying is bringing her home which is the tough part nobody talks about and you see their energy levels just go way down she doesn't you know you call her and she just like doesn't really look at you doesn't really respond um, today you know her or don't leave the bed you know, she's got this mucus that's dripping down that sometimes, it was very smelly, but it's it's um, bloody and yellow or brown. and It's just a lot. And We are really, we're going into the weeds today, I'm babe. sorry, but no, it's, no, it's important good. because it's, it's, I don't have This Week in Gaggery, I don't have Call Out, Call In because all I've been thinking about is my dog. So this week is just, Monday. it's just pet grief group. It's just pet grief. It's and pet grief group, that's what I'm it is. I'm sorry. And that's episode title, pet grief group. Pet Greek PGG. Yeah. But like, I just, you know, I think it's important to talk about because it's kind of like how no one really talks about like when you have a baby. I always ask women, what would it feel like? And they all either say, I don't remember, or they say, <laughs> oh, it feels like bad cramps. And I'm like, okay, so neither of those are really helpful for me. Like, I just need imagery and nobody ever has it for me. So I get really frustrated and and this is one of those cases where I'm like, no one, everyone just goes, oh, it's super hard. It feels like you're losing a family member. But no one talks about the real details, which is that you are waking up in fear that you're going to find them passed away. Well, that's Which been is mine. David. Right. Because I'm the one who gets up at 6 a.m. Right. And then... And comes out and sees her. I'm the first person to see her. I'm the first person who walks her. Yes. And, and then, so I think part of my reaction at the, you know, at this news the other night was... I. I have been dreading that experience since you know the last few weeks. Just seeing seeing her decline, even with symptoms she had that weren't directly yeah, necessarily we just related them off to as old age. But. Yeah, and I so I I have been unspokenly dreading that moment when I walk out and see Obi gone, and and I'm dreading it. So that's where we are. Um, we're waiting on the results to come through, and hopefully they'll be in Monday or Tuesday. And we kind of know what we're going to do. We would like to, I mean, I'm just going to talk about it because also people avoid death. And the more that you talk about it, the more it diffuses that like hurt and fear. Um, So I'm going to talk about the fact that we are actually like, okay, when those results come in and they say what we think they're going to say, we're going to schedule the doctor to come to our house. We're going to make it. First of all, I'm I'm throwing a huge Zoom party. Um, I'm going to do a Zoom last celebration with Obi because uh, some friends requested to see her and I was like you know what I should just have like an open thing for like you know an hour and a half and people can um, come in as they want to Um, my zoom room number is my phone number p.s. okay if you want to come but I'm gonna plan that after I finish this little gig I have to do today Um, but I want to have a last celebration and I want to like play nice music and I'm, I'm kind of a hippie sometimes. I've always wanted a home birth. So I kind of love the idea, for me, obviously. So I kind of love the idea of having like a home, you know, passage as well. So we're gonna light candles and I'm gonna read a, I'm gonna probably read a scripture. We'll do a photo album and we'll, we'll uh, put it Set up it on the- music. And we'll put it up on the big, uh, the big screen. The big screen? Yeah, in the living room. Oh, okay. Oh, so we should get that. Too. Well, you, I'll that. let you do that because yeah, you've got so that. many. Yeah. But yeah, we're just, it's all like, those things are going to help me grieve. I'm already grieving now. I've started. And they're going to help me get through because it's very difficult. And you were talking about, well, we actually, I will say, even before we got this cancer diagnosis, we actually did have the conversation about, well, what are we going to do when I walk out in the morning and I see Obi there. Well, yes, because Obi's old. So we so we did have that conversation, we did. which I think it was. It, you're right. It does feel like you're be, you're you're wrapping your arms around something huge, mm-hmm. which is calming to do. It, 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 but even, it also takes time. It's not like once the the person or animal passes, it's that's when you start to grieve, and it should be over within a certain time period. No, grief is a process. I know this from losing my mom. You know, eleven years ago. It will hit you in certain moments, and all of them are okay. 
and they may not, you know, at first it may be every day, every it may be every minute, every hour, like you may think about it constantly, but then there's times where you have distance from it. And so I'm just starting to sort of pull away from the idea of her being with me like this Christmas, right? I'm pulling away from that idea, but at the same time with love and openness, which is not easy. And I think where you were going with this is the end of life planning, you know, which is which is a part of the letting go process. Mm-hmm. In this case, we'll not only will include a party, but then we'll include you're going to have the doctor that we've been dealing with who does make uh, house calls. Yeah. And you're going to have her come. And I mean, my image of letting we go could, of a pet could, is yeah. it was always been that you go to the you go to the hospital and then you're with them while they're. That just sounds horrible to me. Well, well it's because with, of the last you, walk. It's like the walk over. You're like, yeah. And then you have to walk home with a leash. Yeah. It's like, oh no. Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't. I didn't actually. That didn't occur to me until a good, about a day or two ago. Yeah, it's a no go for me. And I talked to my dad and stepmom, and they said that they did the same thing with Roxy. And that, that they, a doctor came to the house. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. We're getting ashes. We're getting a really cute urn. We're getting a really cute photo. I think some friends are painting a picture of Obi. You gonna do the paw print, babe? I'm doing the paw. I'm doing everything. I'm extra. Yeah. And I, there are things I always said I wouldn't do, but I, it's your animal. You know what I mean? So I need every sort of, you know, t- tribute. I want to make a whole tribute area for her with like our photos with her. I don't know. It's important to me. So that well, she's always with us. So he's been trying to be strong for me, but like kind of ignoring his own feelings about it, which in the back of my head, I know David so well that I'm like, he he's going to act like he's the strong man right now. And it's so sweet. But I know that when Obi goes, he's going to break down. I am the strong man. <laughs> <laughs> I because I know she's not your dog per se, but she's become your dog of and course. you take such good care of her and, you know, she's so much a part of your routine. Like you yeah. guys, you guys get up in the morning, you go for walks and yeah. you listen to your podcast and she yeah. sits in the sun and it's like, she loves you. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be I different. I love her too. I love her too. Yeah. All right. Let's pull up out of this, babe. Okay. How are you going to do it? You know how I think we should do it? How are we gonna do it? Wait, wait, wait! First of all, let me let me let me make a space in case one day there's ever a, a, a sponsor who wants to come into this podcast and, and sell something. So let's do that. We'll be right back. Okay, we didn't go anywhere, but it's fine. Um, oh. Do you want to sell something, babe? Do you want to sell a product? Oh, I have a product. If you are ever in the country of Mexico, and you have an abrasion, oh dear, on on any part of your body. Foot, hand, scalp. <laughs> Go to the gift shop and pick up a, a, a tube of Vita Selina. It's unbelievable. And you can get it right in the gift shop. And it, uh, it, will, uh, it will heal you right up. Because apparently the prescription strength that you could only get on such salves in America is nothing compared to what they let you get away with in Mexico. But we wouldn't know because we... We only went so far as Brighton Beach. 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 But I uh, just happened to see that on the uh, desk here from another visit we took. Another visit we took. Many, many years. Moons. Ago. Okay. Okay. And we're back. And we're back. So what do you think, babe? Is it time for... Our it's segment. time for me to work on my gig. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna do this real quick. Uh, so wait, what? What? Which one is it? Well, we've only got two, so let's just do the other one. Which one? This week in, in Gaggery. Here are my notes. Go on. The Biden rule, which was the thing that. Uh, Mitch McConnell evoked to deny the Democrats their seat for Merrick Garland when that seat came up nine months before an election is bullshit. It was bullshit then. And it is bullshit bullshit now. now. And and the fact that it's 46 days before the election and they're not observing the Biden rule, which is a thing they made up, doesn't mean that we should now be behind the Biden rule because it was always bullshit. We're going to lose this one. 
we were going to live to fight another day, and the fight starts at the ballot box. The fight starts this month, next month, and on November 3rd. And if we win this election in the numbers, I actually believe we, I think we will. But, but this is my issue. How did they implement that? And, oh, this is the Biden rule. We can't do this. And now they just don't have to do it. They I, made isn't it, it in the law now? No, it has nothing to do with the law. That's So that's why did we issue. observe it? Obama should have just... He should have. But, you know, but there were a lot of political calculuses going on at that time. Calculi. Calculi, yeah. And um, among them was that if we forced the nomination through by some chicanery or whatever, that that would redound against Hillary and she would lose the election. And the prevailing wisdom at the time was that Hillary was going to win. Then she would be able to put up Merrick Garland herself. And then with a four-year uh, expanse before them, Oof. it was less likely that they would be able to hold off a Supreme Court nominee So, for four years. So there's, there is one side that is willing to politicize all of this and use it as a weapon and we have to get into the position of power yes. where we have those kinds of options yes. those kinds of options if we can win back the senate win back all of the down ballot races and obviously take the presidency and then have all three houses all three chambers there are then things we can do that are actually legal too that are that are legal like we can expand the court we can we can get DC and uh, Puerto Rico uh, statehood, um, and you know other other measures like that. We can begin to try and destroy the electoral college, which we should get rid of anyway. But and, and the filibuster, if we can get rid of those things that keep the power structure intact, then we can begin to be a majority-led country, which is what yeah. we are. Um, I would let go of this thing. I know it's horrifying, but we've got to let it go. It's not. It's not a battle. Well, we can I win. just read an article from the Washington Post talking about she's actually like super, like she's in the middle. She's I, not. I think a super that's right. No, I th and I think that's the other thing. She's been a jurist for a long time. Well, I just hope she's not a Karen. Moving on. Um, so here's what we can do: call our people in Pennsylvania, where there is a Supreme Court ruling that. A state Supreme Court ruling that struck down um, a so-called naked ballots initiative, which was you get a ballot from the mail-in Board of Elections. It has three parts, the ballot, the secrecy envelope that you put the ballot inside, and then the outer envelope right. that you put both things into. If you do not put in the secrecy ballot, if the secrecy ballot isn't um, the ballot is included in that, they are now going to throw them out. So people in Pennsylvania need to know that that's if you're going to mail in, which most Democrats are, or a majority of Democrats are, you need to have all of them or your vote could be taken Who away. Who doesn't do that? A lot of people. It comes out to about 100,000 votes. So that's why... Read the directions, people. Um, read, read the directions. We, we'd vote like that for equity. Okay? Yeah. We have a secret ballot envelope as well. So, like, come on now. If, if the Actors' Equity is doing it, we got to do it for our national election. And uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the whole controversy we're having this week over Trump coming out and floating the idea that he's not going to uh, mm, peacefully. I'm not hearing that. I don't think we're <laughs> hearing that, but I want to just... I just, I just want to... Um, if I can, I want to reassure... With, uh, with a little bit of information that I get from uh, a very inside, granular website that I check out every day called electoralvote.com. Um, and uh, you can check this website out for yourself. But uh, on the weekends, they do a question and answer with their readers. And the question this week was, at what point do Donald Trump's malevolent plans of a dictatorship cross the line from politics into a coup d'etat? Even if done as visibly and out in the open as Trump has been doing, isn't the act of planning a coup to take control of a country a crime? Who's left to investigate and stop such a plan if the attorney general is part of it? What I find completely terrifying is how quickly such a question has gone from spy novel nonsense to one of plausibility and deserving of at least some consideration. That question came in. And here was the response. Vigilance is 
clearly called for because Trump is willing to trample just about any norm, democratic or otherwise, in service of his goals. That said, our study of history suggests that coups only work in two situations. The first is when the people being governed welcome the change and promptly accept the legitimacy of the new leader. That clearly does not apply here. The second is when the people being governed are too frightened to challenge the new leader. And that sort of coup, including the fear involved, requires military backing. Trump quite clearly does not have that. The leaders of the U.S. armed mm -hmm. forces reiterated yet again this week that they will not be getting involved in the election. Mm, okay. So should it even come to that, uh, I think we're going to get through this. And I actually do believe, given all of the trending of the polling, which is twice as, more than twice as convincingly in the Democrats' favor this uh, election cycle as it was in 2016, I think we will win. Uh, and I also think it's really important that we win in a very decisive, yeah. big landslide blowout, starting in Florida, uh, because Florida will announce in all likelihood on November 3rd at night. And if we can be caring for it, as I've said many times. Um, so if you're in Florida, vote uh, as early as you can. If you're in Ohio, vote as early as you can. Um, that's all I've got. Yes. Stay positive. Please take care of yourselves. Hydrate. Get sleep. Uh, definitely hydrate. Eat a vegetable. But also treat yourself. And share this podcast on social media. And that was this week in, in Gaggery. Do you have a quote for this week, David? Um, here's, he, here's, David. here's what I got. My friends will tell you I'm a terrible shot. Uh-oh. Is it friends? That doesn't seem right. I... Here's what right. I got. My friends will tell you I'm a terrible shot. What are you quoting, David? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I was quoting Hamilton. But wait, I had something else. We finally watched Hamilton on Disney Plus, you guys. It was good. Oh, my God. It was so good. Even, even good the 10th time we've seen it. Yeah, oh, it Jesus. was good. Oh, oh, babe. What? That's what I wanted to talk about. Hamilton? Well, we got to talk about the... We got to talk about... Okay, a few things. First, I have a correction. Correction, I know your father. So here's, it's kind of a, we have to walk something back. Uh-oh. We have to. Oh, okay. No, you know where I'm going? Say. Yes, yes, yes. Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. I, I don't know that we have to walk it back. I mean, it was a mess and it was. For five episodes. For devolving for five episodes. And then episode six. Yes, but episode six is in a, is in a vacuum. It was a, a, a complete flashback in Korea with a completely different cast, except for one person who from the other cast who came in halfway, halfway through. through. And it was immaculate. It was riveting television. Good, it was such a good episode. So uh, to me, I don't have to walk anything back because when it comes to the storyline happening in Chicago, it's an absolute no-go. But in Korea, honey, they got that shit down. So this was written by Kevin Lau. We gotta give a shout out to Yes, him. Kevin Lau, honey. And uh and, and and then and with Misha Green, who is the, the showrunner and, yes. and the creator of, of Lovecraft Country, which we're still gonna watch. We're gonna, you know Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna stay on board. Because they that episode pulled pulled itself up. It, it was, was so funny. We were watching it and we were both <laughs> we would not look away from the screen. Right. And which is hard for us. And we're watching it and about twenty minutes in, David pauses it and goes, Uh oh. And I said, <laughs> Yeah, don't say it. <laughs> I was thinking it like how is it that the best episode is five episodes in and in a completely different country with a completely different cast? Yeah. It was all Korea and by the way, all Koreans and all in subtitles. Uh, all in subtitles. Couldn't look away. It was so well structured. It was so well written. It was so well conceived. It was so well performed. So well performed. These actors, this Jamie Chung. I Look, she's from real world. And my God, I've never laid eyes on her in my life. And she was so great. She was great. Because it's really hard, right? Like you're doing hyper realism because you're, you're in a sci-fi world. 
but you're also in the real Korean War, and so it's it's hard to straddle that. And you apparently you have like tentacles coming out of your nose, and it's just like as an actor, you have to go to a place to be able to actually like sell that. And she sold that to me, honey. Yeah. The first death of hers, I was we paused it because it was pretty <laughs> gruesome, and I was like, you know, I really like that. Yeah. I really like that, and I can't tell you why. I'm a horror movie. I, you know, I love horror movies, so it was so good. But also, the story was just like beautiful and really well developed, and oh really, God. really intricate story, and very clear and very compelling. It's not that wasn't rushed. No, I'm. But what's uh, his name again? The writer, Kevin Lau. Kevin prepared for this moment. Oh, absolutely. And he was like, "When I get my big shot." <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Some others have not, but he said, "I'm not rushing this one, honey." No, he. I, You'll need a whole episode. That's really for interesting. This. You know what? I don't know Kevin Lau. I don't, but I would love. I to know have, him enough. I would love to have that writer on the pod to just kind of discuss the process because I imagine at some point he's in this writer's room, and he, his, I got, I got a pitch, and they all go, "Okay," and he starts pitching out this story of a of a flashback in Korea in the Korean War for one of the characters and they're all sitting there going what? And he was like he had that shit worked out. Every story move. It, it was You know brilliant. sometimes you watch things and you go oof they figured this out like while they were shooting. <laughs> which and, is a lot of Lovecraft country. Which is a lot of Lovecraft country and this was which actually I have heard from uh, people who on the inside that they are figuring out as they shoot or they were um, and it was a bit rushed. So, you know, I, I just, it's all about be ready or stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And and Kevin was ready. Kevin was ready. I love that you knew where I was going with that. I just... What? When I said we have to walk something back. Oh, I already knew. Um, so we should just talk real quickly. We have a couple of recommendations that are really, really great things that we laid our eyes on this week that you absolutely should lay your eyes on this week, too. Okay. Um, on uh, Amazon, we watched All In Oof. about Stacey Abrams and yes, the vote. Yes, that was my this week in Gaggery was yeah, that. Yeah, it's... It, well, I mean, you can talk about it, but but what I loved about it was the the way it unfurled the history of the vote in America, and and, and specifically as it related to uh, people of color, um, it, 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 especially in in southern states, just like how hard white people have worked to silence black men and women, and uh, I never have had it put out before me like that with real live like sketches and real live flyers from back in the day you know just in uh, stoking fear in people well, saying by... uh, you don't want your country like look at this black man who's voting like don't let this happen and it's the same tactic that Donald Trump is doing you know and we knew that but like to see it in front of me was really wild also I didn't know that much about Stacey Abrams I know I love her but I just like didn't know that much about her and to see her sort of journey as this little political leader in college at Spelman also HBCU honey coming up um and to see her like speaking on the uh at the Washington Monument and or Lincoln Monument and just like seeing her passion and how it's grown and hearing that story about going to the governor's house when she was a kid. Like, it was just amazing. So uh, I don't know what you were going to say, but I just, you have to watch it. Like, it's an hour and what, 20 minutes. And it is so incredibly done. And it's by the same person who did... Liz Carbis, who, who did uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Which, which is in which an, also love. an incredible uh, docuseries on HBO. So get into it. It's called All In, and it's on Amazon. And it's, uh, yeah, it's the story of Stacey Abrams and the vote in America. And and it's... That once... should be required. It, yeah. You know how you go into Netflix and it has, like, you know, Black Lives Matter, like a whole channel, and everybody's watching 13th, and when they see us, and, and that's wonderful. But this needs to be on there, too, because it is up there with those. It's... Incredible. Yeah, and it's at once unbelievably discouraging, but also inspiring. Yes. Um, and it makes you want to get your butt up and get to the polls. 
so let these things inspire you that would be my message of the week let these things inspire you these setbacks let them inspire you mm. uh, and and the one uh, the, the one last one was uh, another one on uh, Netflix I think social me social dilemma the social dilemma which I've read some reviews some people didn't like well, I mean, it, it it definitely put us to sleep, but we liked it a lot. I don't know. I, I We did fall asleep, babe, and we had to rewind it back at the end. But I think it's essential <laughs> viewing because it puts in perspective yes, yes, what yes. the intentional pull of, of all of our devices are doing and that there's no accident to the addiction yes. that we're all in with Ooh. them. Honey, there are people that study human behavior and study technology, and their one job is to figure out how to fuse them so that humans keep coming back to technology. And these people are paid a lot of money, and they've figured us out. And they understand when we click on something, how long we look at it, and they understand what to put in front of us to help. I mean, I think what they what one of the things well it's the political part which has to do with uh, bias and that we're only shown what we are biased to believe yes that was and 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 so the political effect that it's had and the way the Russians have understood how to how to take that I mean it it It, spells it, it all out for you and it definitely made me have a little more compassion for people because in the same way that we liberals are being shown what's in our bubble you know it's, it's why I said David get off Facebook because you're just talking to the same people everybody pretty much believes the same but that's on purpose they they do that so that you are only shown people who agree with you because they're creating a political bias I don't think they even knew they were doing that no I mean it's it's populated by people who basically built these algorithms and built these platforms and now have realized that they've created a monster and they don't have any intention of trying to perpetuate that they want to figure out a way to have it regulated and I think that's uh, that's worth a watch that's no so you have a sense of uh, what your own behavior in this cycle is yeah because honestly we're all what cogs like yeah or 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 you know mice on the on the yeah or hamsters on the hamster wheel the advertising like they're they're using us yeah so it's just really interesting and check that out on netflix the social dilemma so that's it that's the week that's our week that's I'm sorry we started in a hard place but i feel better a little bit better now so thanks for that and <laughs> and we'll let you know what happens as the weeks go on yes. but just keep a keep a thought out for uh for our little doggy, our little doggy Obi, and for our hearts, and we hope that if you're going through anything like this with a, an animal or a person, um, we're just wishing you so much strength and grace, and um, we love you. And scene. Oh. Hey y'all, it's David. Um, Breeze in the other room. You may even hear her singing in the background. But something else happened this week, and I just feel like we should address it. And it's not something that she and I have even discussed this week, because I think with everything happening with our our fur baby, I, I think it was too much to even broach the subject. But I feel like I have an obligation to discuss what happened with Brianna Taylor this week. Because so much of it struck me really hard, and I know if it struck me really hard, it struck my wife really hard. In the readout of the charges, the attorney general didn't mention her name. And this uh, this Brett Hankinson, who killed her, was charged with wanton endangerment, which is a Class D felony. And I know most of you know this by now, but what that means is is that... He was charged for not aiming well enough. He was charged with hitting the wall and endangering the neighbors. She's not even in the equation of her own murder is why we have to continue to say Black Lives Matter because we see that in the way the system works, they really don't. And I am the husband of a 
black woman. And we are constantly reminded by moments like this that what Malcolm X said, you know, 50 years ago, that the black woman is the most unprotected person in America, the most disrespected person in America, the most neglected person in America. We have not progressed past that. And we can only do that if we're conscious of this is happening. If this had happened in 1965, we would have hopefully looked back on it and said, oh my God, well, that would never happen today. And it can't get worse than this. We can't allow it to get worse, but it's impossible to imagine it getting worse. And the last thing I wanted to do was do an episode of our podcast on the week that this erasure happened to this black woman uh, and erase her from the podcast as well. So we are still looking for a justice for Breonna Taylor. And unfortunately, all of these events, these incidents that happened to these black people who are being shot and killed by police, there is never justice. It never happens, and it has to. And the only way it's gonna happen is if we have a reckoning that comes from the soul of this nation, which can only come from its leadership. So I am begging you to make a plan to vote for Joe Biden, because only then, if he and Kamala Harris can begin to lead our country out of this indecent morass that we're in, can we begin to address this inexcusable, inhumane inequity in our society. Because that is the true plague that is coming for us all. And that's what I wanted to say, uh, not to erase my own, <laughs> my own black woman in my life from the equation, but uh, hopefully she'll forgive me, and hopefully you will too. Um, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, I love you. We love you. See you next week. It's good. So good. Oh, since we're together, it's good. The Swirl with Free and Dave was created using Anchor, and you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or you get your favorite podcast. We hope you'll subscribe, and if you want to tell us how we're doing, please leave us a rating or a review. If you'd like to follow us on social media, I'm Brianna Marie, and he's Dave Lyrics. Music for this podcast is by Bo Black. Thanks for listening, everybody. Look forward to having you back for the next episode. Taste the swirl, everyone! Bye!